Hi, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life. This is podcast episode number 11, and my special guest today is Lynn Miller. Um, Lynn is also happens to be my very talented mother-in-law, who is also a writer. So she has been uh, just a wonderful inspiration. I've known her for man, over 20 years now, maybe, because I've been married to your son for 20 plus years. (laughs) So anyway, she's been kind enough to agree to be my um, guest and be interviewed for my creative life. All right. So um, Lynn, thank you for being um, on my podcast. It's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Great. Well, the first question I wanted to ask you is, um, can you tell my the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm a 65 year old woman. I'm a a uh, wife of 44 years, a grandmother of 12 years. I've, I have two grandsons, both born in October, and um, one for my daughter-in-law and one for my daughter, and um, they're the cutest kids on earth. I write a lot of little stories about them. I love them. I just think they're hilarious. You know, they're my entertainment. I don't know if that's nice or not, but they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're my nice. entertainment. Oh, well, that's yes. so sweet of you to mm-hmm. say that. Um, but the next thing I wanted to ask you is, um, can you tell us a little bit more about like, you know, where are you from? You know, cause you mentioned a little bit about how old you are, but you know, yes, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania originally. Then I moved up to Meadville area, Meadville, Pennsylvania. And that's kind of, oh, it's, it's kind of like a retirement place, you know, a bunch of older people live there, but it's nice because we have our own private lake there and um, you're not too far away from a causeway, which is a, you have a long stretch of road and there's uh, the lake on both sides and people go fishing and swimming and boating on there. It's a man-made lake. It's really nice. And there's a big draw up in Lyonsville, and it's called the um, the Spillway. Mm-hmm. And people from all over the world really come and visit this place. And you can feed these carp that are, oh gosh, they're like monsters. They're so big. They'll take a whole loaf of bread and eat it. And, and they flap their gills around and everything. And um, it's really uh, quite a sight to see. It's quite a big deal. Yeah, and I remember the ducks would actually walk on yes. the fish, and they were trying yes. to compete for the bre- uh, bread yeah. and things like that. It was pretty neat. <laughs> and we were on postcards. They made oh, yeah. a postcard out of a book of postcards out of the Linesville Spillway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it's a wonderful place to visit. It's kind of a, an escape for us from the heat down here in the south. Oh, and yes. So it's very nice. But um, the next thing I want to ask you is, can you describe maybe the first time, because you do your writing, and you've been really kind enough to help me with actually a lot of the stationery, coming up with the, like, the sayings and the little greetings to go with them. But what, where, when was the first memory that you have that kind of got you to, like, start creative creatively writing I would probably say you know in third grade when you start really starting to you know put words and sentences together and I kind of enjoyed it and I had an aunt that was a nun oh okay and um she was way far away and so I would write to her and I got credit for that in school and I liked it and she liked my letters and she would write back and we did that for years. And so that was, I guess the start of it. And then my brother went into the service and I like to keep in contact with him. So I wrote him a weekly journal of things that were happening at home. Yeah. And that was really interesting and fun. And he liked it. He'll, you know, 
like I said, that was 40 years ago. I'm in my 60s now, and he's going towards his 70s. And he'll still say, Lenny, I love those letters. Nice. Yeah, so it kept him from being lonely. It's something to look forward to. So that was kind of cool. And then I, I just had a, just a knack for writing. I like to yeah. write. Um, and then, I mean, this doesn't really sound like a big deal, but yeah. when I was in high school, yeah. we were allowed to put our last thoughts down in a book. Uh -huh. And then they would um, print it out and give it to us. There were 365 children in my school, in our yeah. campus, um, that were graduating. So oh, there was one for every day of the year. And I wasn't popular, but for some reason, we had a DJ that he was so mean towards our school. And his, he was a real big deal. Like, you know, if you can think of your most popular DJ when you were in high school, mm -hmm. Jim Quinn was our popular DJ. Oh, okay. And he hated our school. And he'd go, oh. oh, geez, the kids of Montour are going to school and they're cow Bessie is, they have to milk their cows because we were out in the farm. I don't know why he hated us so much, but um, I thought, I'm going to get you back, buddy. And uh, so what I, the, my first thing of creative writing where I got a real response was in that little book I wrote, I can't wait for the day when our cow, Bessie, yeah. sits on KQV's cow, Jim Quinn. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. People that I didn't even know went to my school were coming up. Are you the girl that wrote that? I'm like, yeah. How did you come up with that? It was so yeah. funny. I laughed. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, and usually they say if one yeah. person mentions it, yeah. that means maybe 50 other are thinking of it. Yeah. Well, I must have gotten 17 people that day. Oh, that nice. oh it was wonderful. And I thought, hmm, my stuff is pretty clever, pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, I always feel like it, it should be on some kind of advertising. It has that jingles feel. For oh, like yes. When you think of like, I don't know if you ever watched the show Mad Men and stuff like that. Sometimes I did. But, you know, the the um, main protagonist, he's always like, you know, working in advertising and coming up with those kind of, it just reminds me of things that you would maybe see on that show or hear about. And oh. there was a female character on there and she did some of the advertising campaigns and things really? like that too. But anyways, it just reminds me of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And in 10th grade, we had to do some type of an advertisement. Yeah. And the teacher... I mean, she doesn't particularly care for me, but, you know, she ended up saying afterwards, she goes, yours, out of all three classes, was the best. And she put it up on the bulletin board. I almost passed out. And it was uh, something about trying to get people to pay their bills. And I think uh -huh. it was, elephants never forget, but sometimes people do. Can you please remember to put your, yeah. you know, payment in, in the mail? Uh -huh. And um, that stuck with me, too. I forgot about that till yeah. just now. I mean, did you ever think about, because I know that everybody's life takes different courses and different right. ways of going about things, and you, you had your two kids and, mm -hmm. and your um, husband and your family and things yes. like that, but did you ever think about doing more writing at that age to mm. do something as, a, as no. a, a career and things like that? No, I never, I, no. I wrote some short stories. I wrote, I sent them into, um, oh, I, I can't remember the name of the little magazine. It was a little booklet mm -hmm. that was out but they rejected so many of them I thought oh the heck with it oh. you know and I thought nothing was ever going to happen as a matter of fact uh -huh. the week before you called me I said yeah. isn't that funny uh -huh. I've loved writing you know little jingles and things all my life and nothing's ever going to come of it and you called me the next week and said hey mom do you think you could write some 
sayings for my uh, card business. I was flattered. Oh, well, I think you do a really great job with coming up with really very memorable, like you could have worked for the Hallmark <laughs> greeting cards coming up with like little things that you give out, you know, the, yes. the messages on it. I think they're very, um, they're very, uh, just really sweet and oh. kind and they're just something that worked really well with my illustration. So I greatly appreciate it because oh. I, I am a terrible terrible person at writing I like making the pretty <laughs> pictures but I don't you know but you basically came up with all the little sayings that came up with all my coastal cards and I have a little printout like I should have oh let me get you let me show you my okay. um, wholesale sheet but yeah I mean you came up with some of these cute little sayings and I just wanted to share some of them with you because you did the the one with the blue crab everybody likes that one a lot let me find oh, that one okay already oh um, Okay, I do remember the name of that book that I sent. Oh, did you? Oh, yes, yeah, it was ahead. called Reader's Digest. I'm oh. not even sure if they still make it or not anymore, but it was a nice book to read, all kind of stories. Oh, yeah, they mm -hmm. still have Reader's Digest. Um, my oh. friend um, Elizabeth, she always, uh, she still subscribes to it. Okay, yeah, like the little Savannah crab, the blue crab one, you're like feeling blue because you're not here. Very sweet, very cute, and that's the kind of stuff I like. Oh. So it works really well. And then you did the one with the seahorses. Um, and then you did one with the jellyfish, the oh, octopus. Yes. And stargazing. Oh, oh, yeah. I like that one with the uh, sand dollar. Yes. Was that the one with the sand dollar? I think it was. One? No, I think it was starfish. Was it? Oh, the starfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you do for the sand dollar one? I'm trying to remember. You did a sand, the sand, sand dollar. dollar. I I'm sorry, I don't remember. I can't I recall. It Very right cute now. sayings, but they worked well, really you. great with um, with my um, coastal cards. Oh, so and I thought that really touched because you're really into that for interior designing, and you you love you know oh right for that kind of stuff. So. They're beautiful too. That that card with the um, blue crab on it. Oh, it's Nancy. It's Oh, that's sweet of you to say Beautiful. That. I don't know if it's like, but good, it is but. that good. It could be used in a science class. I mean, Aww. you've got the detail done. It's very pretty. And I remember when I told you that, yeah. when you said, can you give me, you know, like yeah. a little saying, and I and I said, oh, um, feeling blue because you're not here. And you went, oh, mom, that's exactly what I wanted. And I yeah. went, oh boy, this is going to be fun. I know. And then you did like five or six more for me just rattled them right off and so oh, that was great yeah. so I really appreciate all that when I get encouraged believe me I like to I can really get going yes definitely mm -hmm. well my next question was to ask you what is your favorite types of books to read or that inspire you books that inspire me um I love looking through like coastal magazines mm -hmm. um but I I read the bible daily oh, okay. and um I kind of I kind of like to, because it's very hard to read, you know, they have all these names and yeah. words that are a little bit, you know, not that easy to, mm -hmm. to, um, pronunciate, but the stories about them, the people and what they're living through and how they have to get through their lives without cell phones and, you True. know, yeah, it's True. like, oh, that had to really be rough, you know, and they all had to get water at the same place. They didn't have water in their houses and, uh, I and I just think, man, that's that was a tough, a very tough life back then. Yeah. And so yeah, I like I love my Bible, mm -hmm. and I I read the new one. As a matter of fact, you yeah. and your son bought it for me. It's um, large print, uh -huh. and it's American Revised um, Bible. Something like, but anyway, yeah. it's very easy to read and understand. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
and I love it. Any other books you um, I've enjoyed, I have enjoyed reading books from the library once in a while. I read um, Island of Blue Dolphin. That was going to mention that one. You've mentioned that to um, to our, uh, your grandson. You're like, next time you go to the library, can you come check out this book? And he kind of looked at you like that. I know. Like, um, so, but uh, why is that book such a, a memorable book for you? Because uh, you've talked about it a couple times. Two or three reasons why. One, right off the bat, I wasn't much of a reader, but I thought to myself, you're going to get this book because our our school had had a library and they wanted us to take books out and I'd take it and take it home and never read it. And I said, pick a book, read it. So I took it home and I read it in three days. Oh, wow. And it was a good, you know, 200 page. I just could not put the book down. And it was about this woman that she's, somehow she ends up on an island mm -hmm. and she's all by herself and she's lonely. Eventually another ship comes in but the woman that's living there conveys to her that it's not safe for you to come with me. You will be abused on this ship. And then she was sad and her friend left. And she ended up making friends with, like, wildlife and otters. And eventually she does, you know, get rescued. But it's just such a, I don't know. It just seems like, what an adventure. And I, I just like the way she described everything. And I love island life. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know that. That's true. <laughs> no, totally. Mm -hmm. But uh, thank you for sharing that. With, oh, you're welcome. With, uh, with me. Um, I wanted to see, um, are there any writers that have inspired you? Anybody who's writing currently that you like their work? Um, I can't think of anyone right now. But I do remember, um, it's going to sound silly, but... In third grade, they were talking about, uh, my teacher was talking about um, Samuel Clements. And he had a brother who didn't like him, owned a newspaper, would not print his articles. So he went and, and renamed himself Mark Twain. And he would put them up on the um, town square bulletin. People were starting to read it. And then eventually, um, he was contacted some way. It was his brother contacting him. His brother didn't know it was him and said, I would like to feature your articles in my paper. Mm -hmm. So um, Mark Twain, you know, also known as Samuel Clements, started uh, writing in the newspaper and became quite um, famous for that. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So um, what has been the biggest challenge of staying inspired as a writer to keep writing, to keep, you know? Um, to keep pen to paper, write it down, even if you're not going to do anything with it. Um, because if you lose that thought, mm -hmm. you know, like it might just be a thought, but if you write it down and one day you're reading it, even if it's three years from now, you'll know what that means and you can start your story. I've never really gotten into, and there's two, two things I really want to write about and I just haven't been able to do it, but I've got a stack of paper and uh -huh. when I sit down and you know and start pulling these things out it'll be quite quite a good read oh great mm -hmm. okay yeah because i think it's very difficult when you are a, a you know a mother even though your kids are fully grown and yes. you're a grandmother yes. and you're a wife and you have things going on in your life it just tends to be very difficult to balance all those things because it tends to be the thing that goes on the back burner at least that I, that's what i found exactly so um 
what keeps you motivated to keep trying to put that pen to paper? Um, one, I, I love to make people laugh. And I think the stories of my grandchildren are hilarious. And I think people would enjoy reading it. And I also have um, just another story that I think is very important to get out there. Mm-hmm. But this story about... As a matter of fact, um, when your son was little, we always came down to, you know, to, to be with him. We loved him. And, uh, you know, just a little, little chubby baby. And he had on his t-shirt and his little swimming pants. And I was walking around the pool. He couldn't have been 18 months, maybe. Yeah, something like that. And uh, he looked down and he looked all shocked and, and he went, it's a snick. And I'm like, and I looked, what is he talking about? He's horrified. And I looked down, and here it was a dead, dried worm. Yeah. But to him, it looked like a snake. Of course, he called it a snick. Yeah. You know, it's a snick. And, and I said, oh, Grandma will get rid of that for you. And he held onto my hand while I threw it in the grass. And oh. I, I thought, what a... <laughs> He's so cute. You might still be having to do that for him. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, like, he doesn't like. He still doesn't like snakes. Yeah, He's, who does? he's definitely afraid of snakes. But that's really wonderful yeah. that you bring in things about your personal life and mm-hmm. people you care about and oh, to make yeah. it more interesting oh. to keep you inspired to to write. So, um, is that uh, is there any other stories that you could share with us that you're currently working on? Um. Nothing I can think of. Um, okay. uh, that would pretty much be it, just those little short stories of the kids that I can think of. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Okay. Um, where is your favorite place um, to get inspired? I love to sit on the beach, any beach, anything okay. with sand. Mm-hmm. And just look at a lake or an ocean, yeah. especially, I'm, like, I'm in love with Tybee Island. Oh, I could, yeah. if I could live there in a little hut, I would. <laughs> and you would just write. And I would just write. Would just write. <laughs> um, so what is the most indispensable item that you use for your writing? Believe it or not, just one of those old um, tablet, line tablets and pens. Now I do have in my car I have a lot of um, little tablets so they can fit in the glove compartment and if something oh, yeah. strikes me I can write it down and uh, but that's it just like very old-fashioned very oh, okay. old-fashioned writing that's mm-hmm. okay I think that works great because it's always you never have to worry about a, ta- uh, a right. you know the paper breaking yeah, or your right. technology going down oh right. it's not charged I can't write with that you know pen and paper I think it's a great idea to keep mm-hmm. it simple and you can take it wherever right and it it works great um, okay, so the last question I always ask, it's a very deep question, but I, I stole this off of some other person's podcast, um, Lewis Howes. He always asks this question at the end of his interviews. At the end of your life, when you've done all the writing that you've wanted and you've lived a full life, if there could be nothing left behind of your existence but a note you've written with three final truths, what would those truths be? The truth is you there is someone greater than you. That would be God. Okay. Um, I had a friend, and he said he didn't believe in God. Oh, okay. And um, I said, what do you do when you're depressed or mm-hmm. scared? Or I really wanted to know because I my thing is, oh, you know, God, help me. Yeah. I, I go to a prayer. And he said, I would drink. I would get drunk. Oh, that's awful. I know. And I'm that's like, so sad. isn't it? And I'm like, but how do 
what do you do? How do you handle when the next thing it's not better? He goes, yeah. I just eventually it would I would get through it. And he said, but that's how I handled it. That's how he was raised. And I'm like, I don't know. You know. <laughs> so sad. Uh, I mean, what happened to your friend? He, um, you mean like now he's still, I mean, he's still alive and, and oh, well and everything. Oh, okay. But he said he was in his 40s and he was still getting drunk every Friday night and by this time he was married so but instead of being home he had to sit in a jail cell and he said he got up one day and all the kids were younger drunks were hitting each other with a towel and he went you know what you're too old to do this and he stopped right then and there yeah he wanted to live a life and if he was sad or something was depressing he was going to have those feelings yeah he wasn't going to doll them with a drug and the other thing would be, okay, so... We have two more. Okay. <laughs> it's three all together. Okay. Do you want me to elaborate on them or just... Oh, my... yeah. I mean, definitely okay. elaborate on them because I always feel like, you know, everybody internalizes these three things differently. They all seem to have some kind of common thread. Okay. The different people I've interviewed. Um, but I like to hear why you choose those three things because obviously they're very personal to you. And okay, you know. well, and I would always say always choose what's always do what's right because you only get that time, yeah. and if you let it go, you're not going to. This is I don't know. There's there's things to be said about doing good and not not getting praise for it but doing what's right helping someone you know it's important to do that that's what we're here for um i do remember this is just stupid stupid story but there was this man in line and he was real he was real happy i mean i like to go and smile at people and he's going well, hi, lady, and hi, and he's and he's saying hi to these people. And then I got in line. Now I'm in sixties, and he goes, "Hi, beautiful." And I didn't say anything to him. I looked down. I'm like, "Well, no one's called me beautiful in twenty years, <laughs> oh, no. so he doesn't mean me." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then I realized, oh my gosh, he was being nice to me, and I should have said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you're, you know." But I just and then I was too embarrassed to say anything, oh. and I thought, boy, that's a shame because he was really trying to just be pleasant. You know, he wasn't flirting, he wasn't degrading me, he wasn't showering he just was trying to be pleasant and I let that moment go and I I do feel bad about that that bothers me and then the third thing is there's a lot to be said for tradition Mm -hmm. okay so I would say honor honor tradition Mm -hmm. um if you have family gatherings or um you know it takes a village to raise a child it's because there's something to be said for um consistency and traditions are, are there for a reason because they've, they've gone through generations. Is there a tradition in your family that you guys have carried on that kind of like has been something that's kind of tied your generation from generation to generation? Has there been a new, uh, some kind of tradition that you've created within your, your family that you do that yes. kind of ties things together? Yes, there is. This is. Okay, I love my parents dearly, but my mother was a... Um, how do you say it? Mm-hmm. She was a yeller, mm-hmm. and she, she really yelled at me, and and it was belittling and it was hurtful, and I I remember thinking, oh God. So, but anyway, I met this wonderful man, married him. We had two children. And it was easy at first. They're little, you don't yell at them. 
But as they were getting older, I was starting to do the same thing my mom did. And, and it was a horrible yell. And one day I saw that just the look on my little girl's face. And I went, oh, no, no, no. I just went through 12 years of this. I'm not, I'm not doing another 12 years of it in my family. So that was actually gets us not a tradition, but more of a bad habit to break. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I should have said a bad habit. Yeah. And um, and we're best friends. My daughter and I are best friends. My son and I. Are, yeah, it's. I think it's important to keep your family close. And um, I, I think that's it, honey. I just tradition. What would tradition be? Well, if it's your family, because like other people I've interviewed, they they family comes up a lot well, yeah. for for a lot of people, and yeah. I don't know if it's just because I tend to. I assume family is a big part for most everybody. Yes. You know, having yes. that family—that's all you tie. have, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so it's it's come up with several of the people that I've interviewed. They've said that their family members either were very encouraging, or they were just—they're very. Um, it's very important to be close to their family. Yes. So I find that interesting. Right. It is very important. Mm -hmm. I really, really like to keep calm in the family. And mm -hmm. if you have to go, maybe that would be my third one then. Mm -hmm. Go to counseling if you need it. Yeah. Because they taught me another way to handle things instead of yelling. Mm -hmm. And um, if I could ever find my counselor, I would yeah. give her the biggest hug. I don't know. I wonder if she's still alive. Um, and I was embarrassed to go. Yeah. Her name was Ginger Brinton, B-R-I-N-T-O-N. And she was so, she worked with um, the United Way. And she was so easy. And she let me realize I wasn't doing anything wrong. Yeah, you have to correct your children, but you don't have to correct them and shake them and grit your teeth. Yeah. You know, and I, I do think that's very highly important that people learn how to control that. That's all. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much oh, for pleasure. sharing all of this about yourself. And this is Lynn Miller. Um, from my 11th episode of My Creative Life. So thank you, Lynn, for being on my podcast, and I will be posting this on Sunday. I took a break, people. I did just, It's a lot to do every Sunday. I don't know how people do this, like, every day. I go, like, how do they do this every day? I'm, like, I, I really was striving for every Sunday. So I'll post this the following Sunday. People will hear it, and then I'll share a link. I will put... Um, I don't know if there's any social media. Actually, your Instagram. I can post your Instagram. Okay. And then you can, um, people can find you there. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you, Lynn, once again. And um, My really pleasure. appreciate it. And uh, um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you and God bless.